Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother Priest. And we are here for another Keys to the Kingdom study group, Bible study. And we are going live on TalkShoe today because we are having some difficulties last week. We had difficulties trying to get everybody to um, be able to be heard. So we're live on TalkShoe. Before we begin, I'd like to state that tomorrow in Boston, We're having a live study group at the Boston Library. It'll be hosted by Brother E.K. Brother E.K., can you uh, share some information about uh, tomorrow, please? Uh, Peace and blessings, brothers and sisters. I'm Brother E.K., part of Fishers of Men Outreach here at Temple of the Most High. Yes, uh, tomorrow, May 23rd, at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, we'll be having our first Keys to the Kingdom Bible Study Group at the Boston Public Library, the Mattapan Branch. That's going to be held at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, The address is... Give me one second to pull that up. is going to be located on 1350 Blue Hill Avenue, Mattapan, Massachusetts, zip code 02126. So if you know of anyone that is in the Boston area, feel free to let them know. We'll be holding our Keys to the Kingdom Bible Study Group at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time, Mattapan in Boston Public Library. Looking forward to seeing the brothers and sisters there. I yield. Thank you very much for that. We want to continue what we were speaking about last week. Um, my apologies to anyone who's not able to sign in to TalkShoe. Uh, TalkShoe, well, some of these companies have been blocking blocking some of the conference lines. Nonetheless, uh, we're going to get this issue straightened out, so by next week we should have it all together. So we were talking about some of the history, the difference between Hebrews, Jewish people, um, the Jewish religion versus Judaism, uh, the differences there, they're slightly different. Uh, We were talking about those things. I want to pick up a little bit on that where because these other people that are not aboriginals have taken on some form of Jewish type of identity. It gets confused amongst people because they are said to be speaking 
uh, Hebrew dialect, which it is a dialect. They speak various Hebrew dialects, but there are various Hebrew dialects that um, have lasted over centuries. So some of the ancient tongues are are similar to the new dialects, but they're they're not altogether the same. They're, you know, different actual symbolic characters for the letters and what have you. So people confuse the fact that uh, Polish people, Germans, Ashkenazis, Khazars, um, these people that are that have become the face of what people think of as Hebrews today, they confuse that for the people that are known as Hebrews and as Israelites in the scriptures. These people that are here in modern day times, they don't claim to be Israelites. The ones that most people know, they tell you that they're Israelis. Some of them are Palestinians, but, you know, some of them are Jebusites and various different um, bloodlines, but they don't, none of them claim to be Israelites. None of them. And they also tell you that they're Jewish by religion, Jewish by orthodox religion, not by blood. The people that are in the scriptures are aboriginals of dark skin, woolly hair, various shades and hues of skin complexion, and from deep dark black chocolate to high yellow. Um, these aboriginals are of different hues yesterday and today. So they're some may appear to be pale skin, but I'm talking about the actual bloodline. This is not racism. This is not to go hate people because they're different. This is just stating some facts in history. Uh, Leon, what can you share with us, sir? Shalom, brother. Uh, thank you for allowing me the opportunity to speak. So, yes, you know, it's, it's like most things. Um, like most things that we deal with um, in contemporary times, you know, especially when you're dealing with, uh, you know, the day-to-day jargon that you encounter um, on the streets. You know, everybody has a, everybody has like a, uh, a cursory understanding of, you know, language and, uh, you know, various terms and references and labels. Um, the problem is that nobody takes the time to uh, verify or even to to uh, you know just double check you know what the origins um, and, and the beginnings of some of these terms may actually be you know case in point you know there's just a a, a fundamental um, understanding that I think is held by the masses uh, you know with respect to you know the Bible itself being a Christian book and Christian, when I'm saying that um, com- in common language, I'm using that to refer to a religion. And the the fact of the matter is is that uh, you don't need laws, statutes, and commandments in a religion. You know, you need you need them in a government. But because of the way you know things have been you know sort of packaged and um, you know spoon fed to us, you know, we just sort of take uh, what the consensus you know, has been with respect to uh, religion, uh, with respect to things like nationality. You know, we don't, 
you don't really comprehend, um, you know, the difference between a nationality and a citizenship. A lot of times, I mean, and even the historians do this. You know, if you read uh, various uh, works, they'll conflate the two terms, and they mean, you know, two uh, very different things. So, you know, I think, um, you know, for the most part, uh, we have to attempt to try to make sense out of these things if we want a deeper understanding of, um, you know, what, what is actually being conveyed um, in the book and, you know, how um, it actually applies to our lives in a much deeper way um, than we may even realize. And I yield on that, brother. Uh, thank you, brother. There, there are various dialects of Hebrew language, and really all languages on the earth are just dialects. They're not really languages because the original language comes from phonics, and phonics is the source of all language, and everything else is just dialects of that. Now, there are some some differences here and there, but just keep that in mind. So just because you see Jewish people speaking a, a dialect of what they're calling Hebrew, um, largely what the people know of as Jewish people, these these are usually Khazars and Ashkenazis, and they speak Yiddish dialects of Hebrew. Um, there's Aramaic is what the language was called before it was called Hebrew. It was Aramaic. And um, the language before it was called Aramaic, it, it went into two different um, directions. And one was the bloodline of Aram and the other, which ended up being going through Abraham to just sum it up. So these people speak uh different dialects of Hebrew, don't confuse that with the faith. The language is part of the culture, and as Brother was stating, we're confused, and the planet is largely confused about uh, religion, nationality, culture, and all these different things, but just understand, just because you hear them say, stating that they speak a form of Hebrew, don't confuse that with the biological, aboriginal, original, ancient Israelites who were of the Hebrew faith. I see that we have a few people on the line. Uh, thank you all for being here. I'm not sure who everyone is, but we thank you for being here. We can I can see some of these uh, what do you call it area codes, but we're not so not so sure who everyone is. But we definitely welcome you with open arms and with love, and we want to talk about a little bit more of this history, but also the, the the conduct, how we need to be conducting ourselves and how the descendants of Cain, we descended from Seth. These enemies of ours descended from Cain. Their conduct is anti everything righteous. <laughs> and they have a, because they descend from a serpent or a malignant person, serpent like being with, with snake characteristics, meaning snake characteristics in their personalities and behaviors, because they descend from them, 
they have camouflaged themselves amongst all people. So they're in the church, they're in the synagogues, they're in the mosques, they're in the temples, they're in the, in the tabernacles, they're everywhere. They're in businesses. So you can really only recognize them by their characteristics. Those of them who have been influenced by these people as well, they have specific characteristics. Um, Brother E.K., what can you share with us about that? Yes, sir. I wanted to bring out a scripture that kind of would highlight some of the characteristics of the one we know of as Cain and how um, that sort of spirit and behavior kind of transcended to various generations. So um, this is from the book of Proverbs, chapter 10. Uh, verse 6, and you can find it in the King James Version if anyone has it. Um, so it states, Blessings are upon the head of the just, but violence covereth the mouth of the wicked. So essentially what happened is like from the very beginning of, you know, from the very beginning in the scriptures, we read that Cain obviously killed his brother. And you see how over the course of, you know, many centuries, how that same sort of spirit kind of transcended throughout various generations and also various cultures and all these different things and how that whole aspect of, you know, he was a murderer from the beginning, right? He's always plotting to kill his brother. He's always scheming wicked ways and devising wicked schemes to sort of get over on his brother and his sisters and on people. So we sort of see that phenomenon going on all around the world, and unfortunately it has caused, you know, this whole thing to just sort of spread all over where it's like, you know, that whole spirit, you know, is sort of rooted in how that curse, you know, kind of lended itself to more or less our people in relation to how we're kind of treating each other in our own respective communities and how other parts of the world and other regions of the world we see that violence going on, you know, and how sometimes people may justify why they're fighting in their so-called belief system or so-called religion and has caused more confusion to the masses. So we see this origination of the whole aspect of murder where the, where the Most High had codified it in the commandments that thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not murder, and so on and so on and so forth. All, knowing that that's something that is not necessarily in the best interest of our people, but that's sort of causing this hatred to develop in people's hearts and how that absence of love where is really what we're supposed to be promoting it's not really kind of finding its way to the forefront. So in this particular scripture, we see that violence covers the mouth of the wicked. So that actions, their behavior, right, that spirit of pain where it's always plotting to kill, and it could be a spiritual sense where it can put someone down with their words. It could put someone down with just their actions and behavior, just, you know, ridiculing, you know, people, so to speak. You know, and also in the physical sense where it's like 
actual murder, actual killings. And we see that manifested in our own communities throughout America and also abroad. And so that's sort of something that we see has transcended over the course of history where this spirit is ancient and it has been, you know, kind of permeating stuff to our various cultures in our youth. Tata, I thank you for that, brother. Very well put. Piggybacking on the idea of brother killing brother. Look at this, you all. Cain and Abel syndrome. Cain and Abel are still on this planet amongst all people. Cain is killing his brother even today. In the Negro and Latino communities, the, the vast gang banging, the murders that are being done directly and indirectly through drug abuse, drug dealing, through prostitution, through false doctrines and lies and deceit and adultery and, and fornication. We don't see today, we don't see fornication as something that's killing us. Now, of course, you know, um, diseases can come into place, but it, it's it's spiritually killing us. It's physically killing us. And it has really killed our morals. Um, brother, brother Antigenier, what can you share with us? Where is he at? Let me find him. Make sure he's here. Thank you all for being here. Those of you who are sitting there with us. Brother Antigenier, are you there, sir? Hello, can I be heard? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Go right ahead. Excuse me, I was trying to unmute. Yes, sir. Shalom to everyone. Shalom to everyone. Shalom to the nation. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, this is something that I don't know. Throughout, throughout my life, I've been taught as as a youth many things about good and evil, <clears throat> but it's never been. I don't think it's been thought of in a way where we realize that the uh, the children or the child, I should say, of the first two inhabitants of the earth, are the child that was the first murder. So, as you were saying, this evil spirit has been amongst us from the beginning of time, you know, so I just think that it's been disguised amongst the people, and the result of that is today when I, you know, I'm, I'm online or I get a video from someone, and also the movies and entertainment, it's like how should I put it? I mean, the society, the masses of the of society, has actually found entertainment in in evil, in, in like gore and you know mayhem. You, you know, we I see it a lot on uh, the social networks. We send around videos with things happening to people. You know, that is uh, negative things or things that are bad, really. And it seems like <clears throat> most of the time half of the people, even though they might have comments that are against that happening, it seems like, you know, there's nothing in seeing it. It's like it's, it's a natural thing. It's like a natural happening. So I see that evil, that Cain spirit, is even though it's not directly in people, it is in people as far as what they see as well and what's around them and what they accept. 
And I yield on that. Thank you, brother. It, it really is. And I describe it like in, in a sense of that movie by Denzel Washington, Fallen, when they would just touch somebody and then that spirit would jump off onto the other or jump into the other. It's it's really kind of like that since the time of Cain. So all in the name of this love, what we call loving one another. Oh, I love my brothers and sisters. Oh, I love black people. Oh, I love Latinos, Hispanics, so on and so forth. All in the name of love, you still see, let's look at, at Ishmaelite Arabs. You still see they have a religious divide. They have, they follow Islam. They have Shiites and Sunnis, and they fight one another. Brother killing brother. You see this in the Christian church. They, now, the Christian church is a little different because there's a lot of different nationalities. But you see the hatred between church and denominations. You see Hebrew camps, splinter groups, all in the name of love. They villainize their brother. They try to kill the character, assassinate the character of their brother by all this righteous this and that. They try to exalt themselves amongst, above one another in the same spirit that Cain did, in the same spirit that Lucifer did. Cain is in the spirit of Lucifer, in the state of mind of Lucifer. And you see Cain present and you see Lucifer ever present, more so in the so-called religions or the, the actual religions that they call religions, their so-called worship of their gods. I don't care what it is, including our own faith, this is happening. Keep that in mind, brother, brother Ty, what can you share with us? Shalom, nation. Shalom. Uh, <clears throat> um, just, just this weekend, my own personal experience just this weekend, I, I had to quell a situation which could have easily turned out to be a, a Cain and Abel situation within my own family. Uh, both my younger brothers were at war with each other, and it's it, it, it's so funny that we were talking about this today because I said that to them. I was like, you know, what are y'all doing? Y'all got, got to remember that Cain killed Abel. And it was so easy for me to see how our people can just, I, I don't know, it's crazy how we can just not pay attention to to the right thing and just go straight to the hate and to the, to the, to the kill, kill, kill. You know, and it's like Brother Antagonist said, you know, it, it's all around us with the things that we see and the things that we involve our, ourselves in. You know, and it's, you know, it's just crazy that it just happened just this weekend where I had to quell a situation within my own family that could have very well, very well been a pain and able situation. So I, I could personally identify with what with that and admit that, you know, that is all around us, spread all amongst us, all around us. And we just have to be sharp and in tune with what's going on and be able to recognize and, and, and try to do something about that. And on that idea. 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen, brothers and sisters. There's a differentiation between the spirit of Cain and the truth seeker and those who really want to be righteous. There's a distinctive difference. We are to the point where your love relationships don't even work. They can't last for long because there's no solid principles of righteousness and what love really is. If love is patient and love is kind, as the scriptures describe, where's your patience? Where's your kindness when there's a dispute between self and others? Anyone, be it your, your mate, your loved ones, your relatives, people you're passing on the block. Where's your patience? Where's your kindness? Instead, we we immediately turn into bestiality and savage thoughts one towards another because Cain and the spirit of Cain is rampant amongst all people on this planet. Now, not all people on this planet are conducting themselves that way, but that spirit is everywhere. It is definitely present, present in the urban neighborhoods. Definitely. Uh, Brother Shedrick, are you there, sir? Yes, sir. Can I be heard? Yes, sir. You can be heard. Yes, sir. I'm here. What can you share with us, sir? Um, I was just sitting back and I was, uh, I was just uh, listening to what you were saying. And while I was listening to what you were saying, I was reading um, the um, story of Cain and Abel briefly. And um, I just kind of want to read this uh, portion. Where is it? And then uh, verse 4, starting, verse, starting with verse 4. And it states, and uh, Abel, he also brought of the firstlings of his flock, and the fact thereof, and the Lord had respect unto Abel and to his offering. But unto Cain and to his offering, he, hold on, sorry, unto, uh, unto his offering, he, uh, but unto Cain and to his offering, he had not respect. And Cain was very wroth, and his countenance fell. And the Lord said unto Cain, why are you wroth? And why is your countenance fallen? If you do well, shall you not be accepted? And if you do not well, sin lies at the door. And until you shall be his desire, and you shall rule over him. So I see that uh, early on, even with Cain, I realized that they both were under one, they were under one, I guess you could say, spiritual yoke in terms of uh, a system that was there, uh, a spiritual system, a spiritual uh, commercial system, so to speak. Um, and even within that spiritual system, there still was uh, different characteristics, different personalities uh, displayed within Abel and Cain. And it wasn't only until Cain saw that his brother Cain, uh, his brother Abel was able to I guess you could say, be more acceptable in terms of how he handled his business. And that made him a little bit more envious to the point to where he killed his brother. And I'm thinking about everything that we've learned here in uh, the nation when it comes to government law and commerce 
uh, how all of these principles uh, that have manifested itself in material commerce is reflected in our natural self and how everything that Abel uh, aspired to do, uh, you always had a cane there to be the opposition of. There's always someone who wants to aspire to be great, but then there's always a person like Cain to say, no, you can't be a banker because I'm going to steal from you, or you can't have a nice house because I'm going to rob you. You can't have nice things because having nice things, you know, what, are, what about the poor? There's always going to be a negative. How that spirit got into, you know, how it manifested inside, you know, the society you know, we've gotten to a point where we don't understand biology, so we forgot that, you know, Cain was a human, Abel was a human, and characteristics they pass from generation to generation according to how people, you know, uh, copulate and how they are reared amongst their family. I look at what we've become, and I see Cain and Abel. I wasn't able to see them as clear as, I would have been as I was out if I was outside of the nation. I would have wrecked. I wouldn't have. I guess you can say, been able to label a Cain or Abel. But now that you have been able to, uh, not only strategically, but reasonably, been able to pinpoint who is Cain and who is Abel, one can be able to decide. How do I fix this? And if I don't fix this, you know, is it going to be profitable? Is having that spirit of Cain going to be profitable to me? Because I'll say this and then I'll yield. Looking at uh, the state of Judah and looking at the state of all the rest of the tribes, we're in, tip, we're in, we're in bad shape right now. Um, and when it comes to how we deal with others commercially, if we keep having this spirit of Cain presiding over us, uh, majority, uh, and those who do want to do well, but outside of that, if we keep ha uh, allowing the spirit of Cain to manifest within our hearts and in our community, we will continue to have the disdain of the international community because in all actuality, Everybody has a little bit of Cain and Abel in us, but they are organized. Does that justify their, uh, I guess you can say, their, uh, their iniquity? No, it doesn't. However, everyone knows something about us that is a little bit different than them, and they know to distinguish us. But what they also know is that we can do better, and we can be better because it's possible. They look at what their histories are. They look at what they've been able to accomplish, and they say, okay, well, if we can be able to accomplish, you know, uh, operating and living, you know, as civilized beings, why is it so hard for the children of Israel to do it? Because it is possible. And the thing about it is we've done it before. We just have to unlearn this spirit of Cain, and we have to relearn the spirit of Abel, and learn how to use that so we can get back to doing our business. And our business has always been to legislate and give the law. That's just who we are. And on that note, Brother, I yield. Praise the Lord. 
legislate and give the law. Listen to this, brothers and sisters. There really is one law. In the Hebrew faith, there are 613 law, statutes, and commandments. If you tried to count each thou shalt not, each thou shalt, you're not going to get 613 because some of them have to be uh, elaborated on twice. Some of the ones that are pure have to be elaborated on twice. Some are positive, some are negative. Positive meaning these are your do's, negative meaning these are your do nots. But there's really one law. Submit and obey the almighty. So from the very inception, there's the idea of law, there's the idea of obedience, there's the idea of harmony with nature itself. Don't eat of this, do eat of that. If you eat of this, you're going to surely die. If you eat of that, you're fine. And if you look at your life, many of us, matter of fact, I don't know anybody that has never had a struggle with what they eat. Now, maybe there are some people out here that have it, but many of us have eating habit challenges. Not just eating habits of physical food, but eating habits of spiritual and mental food. We're so quickly drawn, particularly in today's society, so quickly drawn to ratchet, just filth behavior. And it's more of that that is acceptable today than it is righteous behavior. Let me read this for us. Genesis 3, beginning at verse 1. Now the serpent was more subtle than any beast of the field which the Lord God had made. And he said unto the woman, Yea, have God said, Ye shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said unto the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees of the garden, but of the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God hath said, ye shall not eat of it, neither shall ye touch it, lest ye die. And the serpent said unto the woman, ye shall not surely die, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be opened, and ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil. And when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was pleasant to the eyes, and a tree to be desired to make one wise, she took of the fruit thereof and did eat, and gave also unto her husband with her, and he did eat. Now, to make one wise, when does eating a fruit actually make one wise? What is this eye-opening thing? What is it that they were actually eating, or were they actually physically eating? They were consuming 
thoughts from seeds planted in their mind by a third party serpent. Serpent in this um, scripture meaning a malignant person. There were not just two people on the earth. There were people that as the scriptures describe, male and female created he them. So according to the scriptures, man and woman were created at the same time. So when you're looking at the story of Adam and Eve, you're looking at a metaphysical explanation of the gender roles between man and woman. Of the gender roles, the gender assignments, the divine gender assignments. But the point that I wanted to make on this is what happens after this new information, new seed is planted in this woman's mind and she takes this to her man and what happens after that? So I'm going to jump down to verse 13, Genesis chapter 3, verse 13. And the Lord God said unto the woman, what is this that thou hast done? And the woman said, the serpent beguiled me, and I did eat. And the Lord God said unto the serpent, because thou hast done this, thou art cursed above all cattle, and above every beast of the field, upon thy belly shalt thou go, and dust shalt thou eat all the days of thy life. And I will put enmity between thee. He's talking to this serpent, this malignant person, which is a man. And I will put enmity between thee and the woman. Hold that. So there's this serpent malignant person and any man that walks in that state of mind as this serpent has a natural born enemy in a woman. Now you look at your life and you look at your relationships and you tell me if there's not if it does not appear at least with nothing else that men and women cannot get along any longer than they can have sex. Tell me if it seems like there's a natural war going on between these men and women. Everywhere, divorce rates are at all-time high. It reads on, and between thy seed and her seed. So now we understand something here. This serpent, malignant person, was going to produce an offspring, a seed in a spiritual way and a seed in a physical way. And here's the point, in your relationships, the man falling into a cane-like mind is always at war with a woman. He beguiles her with his jewelry, with his money, with material things, he beguiles her. And then falls 
once he gets what he wants or gets somewhere with her, then that enmity starts coming out. Because the nature of a woman is divine, and the nature of a woman can go either way if she is not properly raised in a righteous state of mind. But if this is a God-conscious man, as we would say, one who is submitting to law, statutes, and commandments, one who is regulating his own personal life in a disciplined and governmental form, now he is that man that all of these sisters are looking for. They're with this bum over here. Well, he's a Canaanite. They're with this slouch and this womanizer over here. He's in the mind of Cain. He's in the spirit of Cain. But she's looking for that other man. She's looking for that other man. And there's a natural enmity between this, this state of mind in the man and in her, her nature. And these go at war. So sisters and brothers, when you are dealing with one another in your relationships, how are you trying to solve your differences? See, if you're trying to solve your differences through arguments and through insults, you're not in the state of mind. It's the blind leading the blind. It's, it's the spirit of Cain in between you. The spirit of a serpent. That sexual energy is a serpent. And for those who don't know, the serpent was also used as a symbol for sexual energy in ancient times. But nonetheless, that enmity is there. So what naturally happens, you go to war when you have a disagreement. There's an anger, there's a hatred that is built up when you have a disagreement. Then you produce offspring and your offspring becomes Cain. And then if you're not, if the father's not there, the mother's not just not right, then now you produce the little devil, a little disobedient doer of evil. The whole thing to all of this is to be regulated and law, statutes, and commandments through a platform of government. That's what we are here to share with the world. Brother Lynn, what do you have? Are you there, sir? But am I there? Okay. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, well, I mean, what what I would have to say to that is, is that, uh, you know, just in my mind, um, it really reminds me of the fact that, um, you know, as the the mind of the Israelite man goes, so does the path of the Israelite family. You know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we look at, uh, and and not just you know in in um, in family life, but you know just in relationships in general. You know, a lot of times we look at um, external sources as to why um, you know something may not be occurring in the way that we think it should uh, occur. Um, you know, we always you know many times it's easier to take credit when things are going good, but you know the blame shift. Um, it's, it seems more natural when things are, um, you know, not going as well. 
And the thing that, um, you know, we need to understand is, is that, uh, you know, these scriptures are, um, you know, here for our promotion. You know, not only, uh, you know, the promotion of our, our state of mind and how we think and, and um, you know, what we meditate on, it's also there to, to manifest itself in our behaviors and, um, and, and it allows us to be able to, you know, create that heaven on earth that is, um, you know, within our reach um, once we reform our thinking. Um, you know, but first and foremost, you know, as men, you know, being, um, you know, men that are aware of um, who and what they are, you know, it, it behooves us to be able to, you know, kind of take control of, um, you know, these vices and, and these behaviors that don't promote harmony within ourselves and, and um, you know, peace within our relationships. You know, and, you know, I, I, I say this, um, and I, I've said this in the past, you know, you just have to sometimes just look around and, and have a degree of objectivity about your own life circumstance. Count up how many healthy relationships you have, you know. If, if you can't find a healthy relationship, then that means that there's some promotion, there's some education, there's some uh, um, self-development that needs to occur, um, you know, to be able to affect that type of life circumstance. And, and I'll yield on that. Thank you, brother. You know what? I want to encourage us all to really look at this and, and what we teach here in this study group we do not teach racism bigotry um, sexism we don't teach hatred for anyone that the spirit of Cain is so prevalent in the people see the thing about Cain is he has the same mind as Lucifer and the thing about Cain is Anything that's different than him, he is jealous, he is envious, he wants to be worshipped. Where the seed of the the seed of Satan and this serpent malignant person, that mind takes any difference between yourself and another and uses that as a tool to stir up enmity and hatred. And you don't, you, you're wondering why your love relationships are not working. You don't know the, the source of the problem. We're sharing the source of the problem with you. We do not hate different people just because they're different than us. I don't care if they're different race, color, creed, religion, so on and so forth. Height, weight, male, female, we have to stop that spirit from spreading, that state of mind consciousness from spreading. We must stop it. We got to show real love and real respect for one another and stop all this phoniness in the name of love, this phoniness in the name of God or religion or just it's really self-righteousness and hypocrisy and idolatry. You got to check yourself. And what we do here is we have to cultivate 
our characters again. We have to resurrect the best parts of us and our culture again. People come when they hear, oh, we're the real Israelites. Oh, we're the real Hebrews. Yeah, but then you got those that are teaching outright hatred. They teach hatred, bigotry, and racism to some greater or lesser degree. And if you're in that and that's what you've been experiencing, this is not you know, an attack on you. So don't take it personally. But you and I know if you meet some of these people, everything you talk about it has to turn into an argument, has to turn into a debate. Lucifer wanted to be worshipped. The serpent says, hey, if you eat of this, your eyes will be open and you will be like God's. So, if you're going to be like a god, that means you're going to be wanting to be worshipped. And to these greater or lesser degrees, oh, I've, I had a woman tell me, tell me one time, if a man doesn't just 100% worship me and adore me, I can't be with him. So, she's telling me, me this like I'm supposed to do that. And, and I was already in a relationship with her, and she's telling me if we're going to continue, that this is what I have to do. I said, I worship none but the Most High Almighty. I do not worship women. Women should not worship men. You should revere a man, you should respect a man, not worship him. We shouldn't worship you, sister. You shouldn't worship us. You should respect us and revere us. We should respect you. We should revere you. We both have our divine gender roles. The man is the head. Do not get it twisted. But when you fall into that Cain-like category in the state of mind, Look at all. Go go home. This is homework for next week. Go home and start examining your relationships. See how many times you come up with trying to use insults as your solutions to your arguments. See how many times you start attacking one another's man and womanhood verbally, mentally. See how many times you start trying to plot and undermine, undermine them. See how many times you start trying to do something in spite of one another just to prove your point. All of that is characteristics of Cain. That is the spirit of Cain. Think about that. Examine yourself. Correct yourself. Before you can even claim to be a true Hebrew, a truth seeker, one who is trying to do righteous be righteous, excuse me. Righteous meaning right use or right usage. Right usage of what? Right usage of the law, the statutes, and the commandments. Right usage of your conduct and your character. A Hebrew is one who follows that discipline. A Hebrew is one who commits themselves to that discipline and works on themselves every day. So many of you go and you hear these YouTube gurus and these Google search prophets, and then you try to soak up what you're getting. And then you start to 
let that info because there's truth in it, but you start to let the info convince you that you're knowledgeable, you're wise, and you're intelligent. And you're being seduced by these seducing spirits into the same foolishness of Cain. The same enmity between the man and the woman. How many sisters in whatever religion, whatever walk of life, how many sisters are out here talking about how misogynistic these men are? How many sisters are talking about how over how much overly machismo these brothers have and how they're being mistreated i'm not saying that they're right all across the board but i understand because there's that spirit of came that's even in these brothers and sisters that are even walking their so-called truth in the name of this faith and it's happening in all religions everywhere so whether you believe in the scriptures or not is irrelevant what is actually happening is cain and abel is enmity is present amongst everybody whether you have a religion or not whether you believe in scripture or not the real truth is it is present and that is not a coincidence keep this in mind check your behavior Brother DeShane, what can you share with us? Come on, brother. Uh, this is uh, very heavy on my thoughts, brother. Uh, I would just say uh, we have to understand why would the most high favor one over the other. It's not because, you know, he didn't love Cain. It's really because, you know, one... One had one lived for the most high and for Are you there, brother? Excuse me, I'm oh. sorry, brother. I gotta uh one didn't live for himself and the other just wanted for himself and you know, he didn't look at as our creator as someone he had to follow and Abel did, so we wanna everything starts with the mind is what i'm getting everything starts in the mind uh when it comes to uh dealing with women having children you want to have your mind right before you decide to uh teach um begin a relationship with the woman so everything must be right in the mind and um, you want to have your conduct in order. So um, we'll just say uh, it was a great topic, brother. And um, uh, yeah, brother, I will get with that. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Listen, if what you call your religion, somebody needs to go on mute, please. If what you call your religion, what you call your way of life, what you call what you're studying is poisoning your personality, destroying all the relationships around you, making you more haughty and more arrogant, guess what spirit you have been seduced by? Guess what the real message behind that so-called truth is. They're teaching you to hate others. 
They're teaching you to subdue one another, just like a subdial serpent would. They're poisoning your behaviors. You become self-righteous, arrogant, hypocrites. You keep trying to, here again, Cain and Abel, here's the serpent. Come eat of this fruit, meaning come eat of this information. Come eat of this knowledge. And they keep selling you this so-called knowledge. They keep seducing you exactly the same way the serpent was doing with so-called knowledge. And you can never get enough because it is insatiable. And then the more you try to eat that up, the more you try to consume that mentally, the more you are slowly dying every day. You are destroying yourself with that hatred. You are destroying your people with that so-called love and so-called truth and so-called righteousness. You, you, you lose your reasoning ability. You lose common sense. Particularly these brothers in this so-called walk of consciousness and truth and all of this. Brothers, listen. When your personality has been ruined with your anger, you're so angry, you're so hateful, and you can't even hear the voice of your woman telling you how you are oppressing her. You think they're allowing her to be knowledgeable and whatever else you may think is wrong. But how, does, how is the woman gonna follow where you don't even know how to lead and lead her to what to follow? Oh, just do what I say, woman. No, that's not how it works, brother. And that's particularly why these Aboriginal sisters are in combat with you, not so much because of her, because that enmity was cast onto that serpent between the two of you, between your offsprings. I hope you all are hearing me. I got to get this out while the spirit is upon me. I'm saying, check yourself. Humble yourself. Come back down to earth. Get away from those doctrines of hatred and racism. That don't mean being in love with your enemies. That's not what it means. It doesn't mean being in love with your enemies. It means separating from them so that you don't allow yourself to be devoured. Separate from them. Separate from them. Excuse me, Brother Priest. Sir. Brother Sir. Um, so, would that mean, since we come from Adam and Eve, would that mean we all have a, the spirit of Cain in us, a little, a, in, a somewhat, to some degree? Um, will we have to. Does that mean that we all have the spirit on us seeing that she went to the serpent and had Adam, or I'm sorry, Cain and Abel, and then Seth after that? Well, we all have well, Cain in us. I would say this we're the bloodline of Seth. You need to go on mute, brother. We're the bloodline of Seth. 
remember there were other people on the earth. So the seed that came from, first of all, women don't produce seeds. Women carry and cultivate and, and help to germinate the seed. But when a seed is what it is, the idea is this. A seed produces after its own kind. So if you have an apple seed, you produce an apple tree. A seed is male. A seed is masculine. But the other truth to it is like kind. Scriptures talk about like kind. So the like kind is a form of a seed, even if it's not a physical seed, meaning like kind, meaning women. So the seed of a woman is another woman. So the enmity between Eve and the serpent will be male versus female. A man in that kind of state of mind, where he's, he's self-righteous, he's uppity, he's he's haughty, he's arrogant. You, you can't even have a decent conversation with all that hate coming out, all that self-righteousness coming out. No woman can stand with a man like that for too long. He's going to physically abuse her because he doesn't understand that he's in the wrong mind. She's, a, she's trying to mate up with you but you're abusing her because you don't know how to conduct yourself. You've been seduced by Cain. You've been seduced by the serpent. You have taken in and consumed and ate of that knowledge of what is really evil. And now you've made evil seem good. So the knowledge of good and evil is you taking what's evil and making it seem good within your own self. This is why there are always splinter groups. There's always a camp, a church, a congregation, a religion. It's all idolatry, but then as soon as there's one little thing that's different, they can no longer be brothers and sisters again. Now they're at war and one is trying to kill the other. So I hope that addresses it, brother. Um, I know we are about to go over time. I apologize I didn't get to everybody that's on the panel. However, we got to look at ourselves and correct ourselves first. Don't be quick to point the finger at the other party. Look at what your contribution is in it. Even in your uh, unawareness, even in your ignorance of what your contribution is, look at yourself, sisters. Look at yourself and stop blaming Everything on the man. Brother, stop blaming everything on the woman. Calm yourself down. Take a deep breath. Walk away. Stop using insults and undermining one another when there's conflict and differences of opinions. Sisters, we as men want you to be under us as we are the head, right? What you may not understand we want your mind to be in harmony with our mind. We want your thoughts to be in harmony with our thoughts. And everybody that's walking around here that has abused women, all these brothers that have abused and misused women, you have helped to bring about this hell on this planet. Yes, brother, you have. You've been seduced by Cain. You are in the mind and in the spirit of Cain.
I don't care how many accolades, degrees, or whatever titles you may be wearing. Your spirit is not right. You always want to debate this and that. Brother, you have not learned how to walk in the mind of the Almighty's law, statutes, and commandments. In God consciousness, as they say, you have not learned it. And if you come here to us, we're going to teach it to you and you're going to grow in it the rest of the days of your life. I want to ask all of you who are listening in to come back next week, 7.30 p.m. We'll probably be on talk show. If we're not, we're inside of the Keys of the Kingdom um, Facebook group. We're inside there. I want to ask all of you, to share this message with others. Go to the go to the recording, download it, share it. But more than anything, challenge yourself to correct yourself. Watch your behavior. Watch your surroundings. Watch all of these so-called preachers and priests and prophets and gods and goddesses all under this same behavior. Brother E.K., can you share it with us again? what's going on in Boston Library tomorrow, please, sir. Yes, sir. So we'll be having our first Keys to the Kingdom Bible study group at the Boston Public Library, Mattapan Branch. And the address for that is 1350 uh, Blue Hill Avenue, Mattapan, Massachusetts. 02126 is the zip code. And if you know of anyone that is located in the Boston, Massachusetts area, please feel free to encourage them to come out and reason with the scriptures and some of the conversations that and topics that we were discussing tonight will also be touching upon tomorrow. So again, it's at the Boston Public Library, Mattapan Branch, at 6 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. The address, again, is 1350 Blue Hill Avenue, Mattapan, Massachusetts, 02126. And also you can reach us at 617-910-0637 for more details as well. Thank you, and I yield. Praise the Lord. Let me close with this. All these so-called woke, righteous, this and that, religious this and that, are always trying to seduce you with some secret knowledge the same way the serpent was doing. Don't fall for that. You have a natural will to want to learn. There's nothing wrong with learning. Nothing wrong with increasing your knowledge. But is the knowledge behind what they're teaching you, is it a justification of evil under a guides and principles of what they claim to be good. So thank you all for being here. Please continue to support us. Please continue to reach out to us and come back and interact in our Facebook group. All praises to the Most High Almighty. We'll be back again next week. Shalom, shalom. Shalom, brother. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. 
Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.